Hi, this is Ruth Friedman, and I serve as the Maharat at Oheb Shalom, the National Synagogue in Washington, D.C., and welcome back to my weekly Parsha podcast, Life Imitates Torah. And I'm actually coming to you from Jerusalem at the moment, um, where I've had the pleasure to spend about 48 hours here on a last-minute um, Washington, D.C. Federation rabbi's mission. So they're going to have, I wanted to offer today, instead of maybe perhaps a full thought-out um, Dvar Torah with lots of mafarshim and commentaries, I instead wanted to just offer an insight into what happens with the disastrous, catastrophic, tragic story of the spies, of the scouts, of the Miraglim. Uh, and when we say catastrophic, disastrous, we mean that whatever happens, God gets so angry, so insulted, so enraged that the punishment is that the people are all, that generation, all going to die in the desert. And it's not just that the punishment is death. It's the way that God speaks about it multiple times is your corpses will drop. It's it's a very grotesque, um, really bare, just raw, violent way of describing the way that this entire generation is going to meet their end in the desert before they enter the land of Israel, that their children will, will be able to enter the land of Israel, but this generation is going to is going to die in the midbar. And so we have to ask what was so bad about this sin? What 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 was so wrong with what the people did? Why was this a, a terrible moral failing? Um, that they had, what happened? What was so awful that whereas other times God will 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 meet out a punishment um, for complaining, but not one anywhere near this degree. And so I just want to draw attention now um, to, it's in chapter 14 of Bamidbar in the very beginning, when after um, the nation, the Israelites have heard the Maraglim, the 10 Maraglims at least, their report that the land is great, but the people are super, super strong. They're gigantic. There's going to be no way we can defeat them. It's going to be over before it even starts. We're toast. And so we see in chapter 14, that the whole community, they break out into loud cries and they weep that night. And then we're told in the next Tupsukim, what exactly were they crying about? And so they go to Moshe and Aaron and what do they say? If only we had died in the land of Egypt. It says in the JPS that the whole community shouted at them, or if only we might die in this wilderness, right? So far, we would rather either die in Egypt or die here in the midbar. This is, I think, the key. Why is the Lord taking us to that land to fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be carried off. It would be better for us to go back to Egypt. Now, if their concern is just dying, then we, they could just say, why is God taking us to all fall by the sword? Right? Why we rather would die of you know thirst or hunger here in the midbar or back in Egypt, just die of overworked old age, what have you. Um, but that all of that would be preferable to being felled by the sword in Israel. But it's not just that they're afraid to die by the sword. They're afraid of war. It's also that our wives and children will be carried off. 
that the women and children will become slaves, that there will be, that not only will they lose their lives, the men, but also their wives and children will be slaves and they'll lose their own identity. And here, what I want to suggest is that what, what terrifies them most, it's not death itself. It's the knowing that their families will be broken up, that the only thing that they really had in Egypt was their families. We know they didn't really have stuff, but they had families. They had each other. They lived with their families. Whatever hell they were going through on a daily basis, at least they had each other. And here, that expressed fear is not only, not that they will die, not only that they will die, but that their families will be broken up and that they will all meet different fates separately. And I think that this is a really interesting point, both for understanding the Israelite mentality, and I think that we owe this story paying attention to all details, including this one. But I also think for me, it, this is a very interesting um, and significant message uh, to be reading as I'm about to, to head to the airport um, after a very quick, as I said, 48 hour trip here. Um, and thinking about that there, there are so many there are divides that are constantly growing between the American Jewish community, the Israeli um, Jewish community, between different factions within the Israeli Jewish community, between the different factions of the American Jewish community. And it feels like as things progress, there's less of a sense of brotherhood and not more of a sense of brotherhood. And one thing that, that I'm really going to be thinking about now and as I come back is how to find that core element of needing, feeling that need to be with your family and that the need to be with your family is more important than anything else. Um, I think these are really important questions for us to, to think about and then to really work on and try to tackle together. Shabbat Shalom.